the plan is to t- acquire a mosquito morph and go suck some blood. I like the thought that maybe Cassie only got that far in the plan and that if this had all worked and they were just sitting there full of Secret Service guys, blood going, okay, so now what? And everyone being like, um, oh, I didn't think this far. That that would have been funny. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's, they, they go to acquire these mosquitoes. She's just caught a bunch of mosquitoes in a box. Um, and she's like, all right, we all need to acquire the mosquito because, and we all need to acquire different mosquitoes because I don't know which one of these motherfuckers is a female or not. And only the females suck blood. <laughs> Which is true. Which is true. Okay. <laughs> I, I, will, I will give credit. I normally have real issue with some of the boys, girls, men, women mm-hmm. gags. I will, however, say only female suck blood and males are useless. Amen. From Rachel. <laughs> Make me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I will maintain uh, a lesbian Rachel who happens to fall in love with Tobias. Yeah. Well, we know Tobias is trans, so, you know. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just like, Rachel, not interested in cis dudes. Can't tell you my last name. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Listen, uh, cis dudes are just... Yeah, I'm 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 very fond of the ones in my life. Same. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no hate to the ones that you, that y'all care about because I, I, I am positive that they are they are the best of the bunch. No, I I have because I I not to divert. I get very frustrated with a lot of the uh, anti male sentiment in the bi community and the tra- mm-hmm. pan communities. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, I love all women, but like two guys. It's just like fuck off. Yeah, just. Please go have your fun. Yep. Stop shaming people that are attracted to men. Wicked. Yeah. But it is funny that Rachel jumps on that. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I, I do she, like Marco's joke. Like Cassie's like, I don't have a mic- magnifying glass that good. And even if I did, how would you tell a male from a female? <laughs> Showing the extent of her animal knowledge. Very mean yeah. as a 13 year old. And Marco's joke, that's easy. The males think loud belching is funny and the females don't. <laughs> That, that is very true. Of, yeah, that's also so true of teenagers. It is like because teenage girls are so grossed out by teenage boys. Yeah, I'm still grossed out by teenage boys. Um, I, let me be clear. I, yes, I'm also grossed out by teenage girls because teenage yeah, girls you know are what, also yeah. going through puberty and having to learn stuff, and yeah. nobody looks good doing the fucking puberty learning curve to fucking adulthood. <laughs> it was a bad time for all of us. Also, teenage girls are still learning boundaries in a weird way, and so they just are very gross mm-hmm. like that. I went to an I went to an old girl school. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Let me tell you. When there are no boys around. <laughs> and let me tell you, as a queer person as well that did not quite figure that out yet, mm, bad times. <laughs> bad times. But not yeah, quite as bad as having to grab a mosquito, I guess, and yep. uh, deal with with that. Which yep. which acts cannot manage to do. Because I love that the notion, because we talked about this before, because um, he's just not quite good enough, Like, because Andalites aren't as strong with their arms and hands. Mm-hmm. They don't have the same dexterity that yeah. we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was there was something, and I cannot for the life of me remember remember who I was talking about it with. Um, 
that one of the uh, things that happened evolutionary, evolutionarily with humans is uh, the way our shoulders are constructed that allow us to throw things. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, the whole yeah. like monkeys swimming, swinging branch to branch and vine right, to but, vine. Right. It's the same. But like a chimpanzee can't throw worth shit. A human can mm. chuck a baseball at a hundred miles an hour, like and explode a pigeon. Right. Um, like the the human ability to throw things uh, is one of the things that really allowed us to make use of a lot of the tools that we made, and it's why we see like uh, Rachel throwing or not Rachel. God, of course, um, <laughs> Lauren, Lauren throwing a rock. At uh, at Visser, at Lauren Visser three in in Time Matrix world, um, and he's like, "You propel rocks at me." Andalites probably don't have a word for throw mm. Why because would they? they can't. Their their mm. arms aren't built for that kind of shit. Um, which they, is they probably don't have that that range of like of motion. Yeah, because like we can rotate our shoulders like three sixty degrees exactly. Like. I don't think Andalites have that range of motion no. in that socket. Like, there's got to be either, like, some bone structure or muscle mass that prevents it mm -hmm. because they don't need to do that. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I forget, it's a ball and socket joint, the shoulder, yes. right? Because mm -hmm. yes. our, our hips are kind of the same, isn't it, where our hip, yes. uh, the tops of our legs go into the hips because, obviously, quadrupeds don't have that kind of thing either because they, they, the limb doesn't need to work that way. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Biology so is actually very cool. Yeah, it's, to go on a mild spec bio thing, it's probably because their arms evolved from being like another set of legs at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, which wild thinking of a, a six-legged horse like that. Um, <laughs> how to make horses scary? It makes it makes me think of Dragon Riders of Pern, where everything on that mm -hmm. planet has six limbs. Um, and dragons are evolved from horses. Yeah. Um, Sorry, um, I just sent Izzy some axe art. That's the stuff I sent you the other day, Danielle, because I thought uh, they need this cute axe, baby. Yeah, do. yeah. got it. <gasps> yes! But this is part of what makes me really love the art of Andalites, where they have, like, T-Rex arms. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> As opposed to, like, on the book where they look ripped. <laughs> because they're, like, they're just ripped shaped like a human and it's like no their no. arms are weak and Little. tiny and can't do shit except like that type on a computer maybe that reminds me of a really fucking dumb joke i saw the other day that actually made me laugh uh -huh. i'm gonna quickly tell it it's just like um uh how t-shirts uh people think it's because of the shape no no they're at, it's actually short for tyrannosaurus shirts because you know short arms <laughs> <laughs> It's so dumb, and yet that was the exact reaction I had to it as well. So. I love that. I'm stealing that. That's great. That. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. This is such a good dad joke right there. We love a dad joke. But yeah. So we, we, need, we need to get into the plot of this book. Oh, God. Yeah, we've been at this. Yeah, we're not there. We're not there yet. Yeah, no. Somehow. Okay. So they morph birds of prey to get to the hospital. Security has been heavily fortified. A bunch yeah. of uh, guards, human controllers, most likely, uh, all guarding uh, secret security man. Sorry, secret mm -hmm. service guy. And Rachel's just like, kind of flattering, actually. Twelve guys <laughs> and maybe more we don't see. Mm. <laughs> I do appreciate Rachel just being like, fuck yeah, we're badass. Look at all that security they've put there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and Rachel's just like, well, how about a diversion? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, actually, not a bad idea. And she's just like, I could go elephant. Um, <laughs> but Max just like, I understand. We each hope to bite the human. But Rachel, you'd have to go to human. And then I have no intermediate stage and nothing would draw the attention of a bunch of controllers better than an Andalite. It made perfect sense, apparently. Jake agrees <laughs> it makes sense. So then we have the Andalite is in the hospital. There's never <laughs> been an Andalite in the hospital before. <laughs> I'm sorry. Except I, saw it up. I didn't this- know he knew how to do that. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Three yeah. was in this hospital. <laughs> Yeah, but only very briefly as an Andalite. <laughs> He's never been in a hospital. Okay. Yep. Axe is in the hospital. <laughs> yep. He's never been in the hospital before. But first off, he flies into a room. We have this really cute moment where he demorphs mm-hmm. and a little girl, his uh, six, just like morphs, shedding feathers and growing fur. And she uh, asks him if he's a fairy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just like, no, I'm an Andalite. It's because it's the only thing he can think to say, but he doesn't want to lie to her. Uh-huh. She's going to lie to a sick and dying child. Yeah. Oh. And he says, it gives her no, she's like, oh, that's a funny name. And then she falls asleep. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Definitely yes. just thought she was dreaming. Mm-hmm. But good, wholesome content. Um, yep. And then Axe just like strolls out. And uh, yeah. people are like, what the fuck? And she's like, okay, they're not controllers because yeah. they're the first several like. people that he runs into have mm-hmm. no idea what he is. And they're like, what? what? I knew they were doing genetic experiments in this hospital. Um, and be- Yeah, I did love that that's somebody saying, just like, um, it's some kind of freak. That would have almost been insulting if I was sensitive. Um <laughs> But yeah, they, this it draws the attention of the guards who do who clearly are controllers because they do know he's an Andalite. Uh, he uh, disarms in the getting rid of the weapon, mm-hmm. uh, not in the removing the arm sense. <laughs> um, and uh, I suppose actually that becomes an interesting uh, distinction between the way uh, Axe deals with enemies of a different mm-hmm. species versus how the uh, animorphs do. That's a mm-hmm. sad thought. Ah, regardless. Uh, the shooting oh, starts. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, and Axe, unlike the controllers, doesn't want shots being fired in a place full of innocent people. Right. So our clever lads just like, I surrender. I want to defect. And they were like, what? <laughs> They're like, so I don't he can get this. into the room safely. Yeah. But also, if we shot an Andalite that was willing to defect, we would die. Yeah, I think <laughs> three would definitely kill us for this one. <laughs> yeah. But so they bring him into the room, and one of the controls is like, You want to join us? He's like, Nah. <laughs> um, but now he's in He close- says regretfully. He's in close quarters. Um, he um, he does a Vista three and just yeets himself out the window. <laughs> <laughs> that's still broken from when Vesa 3 did it yesterday, a couple of days before. Yep. And he's just like falling to the ground, shouting to the others that the window's open and that mm-hmm. the controllers are distracted as they shoot at him. Yep. Um, but he starts oh. um, morphing in, in the bush. So Also, we do get this thing about uh, human weapons operate on a principle of exploding gases. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a dragon beam or an Andalite Shredder, but it does a very good job of blowing large, messy holes in you. Yep. Just like, yep. well, yep, there's an accurate description of a fucking projectile weapon for you. Um, 
It's just like, Jake's saying, are you okay? We think we hear gunshots, but the hearing in these mobs is fuzzy. So like, you're correct. You are hearing gunfire. Um, Tobias is the one who asks if he's okay. She's just like, good shit. They're sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and he's just like, not really, but I hope to be soon. And we have the delightfully upsetting italics of, if I live that long. Um, but he's able to shrink down and we get a really disgusting morph description. Because mm-hmm. bugs. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. back to the bugs. It's incredibly well burst. written and mm-hmm. I hate it. <laughs> I don't want to think about turning into a mosquito. Can you stop being so like detailed in your descriptions, K.A.? Never. Yep. The uh, the most striking part is uh, one the sense of smell and two the spear as he describes it that uh, comes out of his mouth or turns into his mouth, uh, which is the 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 sucking part of the mosquito. <laughs> uh, but you know uh, he mostly has control of the morph, mostly because the mosquito wants blood and he wants the mosquito to want blood. Um, and so he flies up into the room, uh, with everybody else. I do like, uh, the, he did his research, uh, (laughs) like mosquitoes, mosquitoes are like terrible bugs in the sense of they're bad at being bugs. They don't fly with speed or they're not acrobatic. Uh, they don't have precision. They fly wildly blown by chance breezes. Their legs dangle. Wings are underpowered. Uh, it seems harmless, uh, but mosquitoes transmit bacteria, viruses, and parasites. Malaria alone kills two million humans each year. Uh, the mosquitoes are the great mass murderers on planet Earth. <laughs> uh, he uh, is jolted back to his senses when Prince Jake uh, yells at him. Um, has been for a while. Has been for a while. Uh, but they, <laughs> they all yell. They all yell. They all land on Secret Service Guy, um, and uh, right about when they're about to start sucking his blood, uh, pop. I just, it's such a, it's just that chapter is just literally, like, a page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I really like this next chapter. It's very This good. is the kind of... Yes, it's sci-fi bollocks, but it's interesting sci-fi bollocks. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of sci-fi nonsense that I read sci-fi for. <laughs> it's also very, very like on the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's like there, there's oh good God. tension. I also like how it's consistent with the shows, the shows, the books, law and technology mm-hmm. as established. Like nothing yes. here, unlike certain other logic holes, they clearly wanted to make sure this lined up with other things mm-hmm. we have seen in the books so far. Mm-hmm. Because the kids are floating in Z space. Yeah. Um, which, as remember, is where excess mass goes when you're in morph. Mm-hmm. And this is bad because there is no oxygen here. Yep. Nope. Uh, um, they're all dying. Um, but uh, as he looks around, it all doesn't really make sense. Um, Axe can see inside his own body, inside the bodies of his friends, in some weird n-dimensional jigsaw puzzle. Um, it's very 
similar to what we saw when uh, Elfanger was using the time matrix, where he you can see everything and he can see himself dying. Um, very, very upsetting. Very upsetting. Uh, and the others are also clearly dying uh, and very much in pain, um, except for Tobias, who is already very, very still. Um, he's a small bird. He's a small bird and uses a lot of oxygen. Um, uh, Axe calls Axe- out to Prince Jake and Tobias specifically, mm-hmm. and we're emotional about it. Yeah, it's a yep. lot. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, Axe manages to catch sight of a ship that is very close by in space terms. Um, uh, and it's an Andalite ship besides. Um, and uh, Axe suddenly understands what happens. Uh, he knows, uh, as Jade already explained, that when you morph something much smaller than your own body, the excess mass is extruded into zero space and hangs there a wad of randomly arranged matter or at least that was the theory. There was nothing random here. Because we were outside of normal three-dimensional space, I could see the insides of everything and everyone. But the bodies were still definitely human and Andalite bodies. We were They were not just random globs. Uh, once, some time ago, I explained to my human friends about excess mass being pushed into zero space. They asked whether some ship traveling through zero space might not hit those matter bubbles. I'd laughed. After all, the odds were... Well, obviously now it seemed the odds were pretty good. The Andalite ship had come too close and had pulled us into its magnetic field. It was now dragging us in its wake as it blasted through Z-Space. There's something like the notion of like when just visually of a fucking umbrella being blown wrong side out or pulling a sock, mm-hmm. like from the yeah. like pulling out, like their consciousness has gotten pulled into the mass that's yes. in Z-Space. Yes. And it's very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Axe is able to call out uh, with thought speak um, for help. Yeah. And he is dying. Um, and he, and, he just has to hope it works. Yeah. It's just like, I literally saw as though I was standing outside of myself the last beats of my heart. I saw the blood flow in my brain. I saw the blood flow in my brain slow and stop. And it's like almost. These kids definitely died for like a couple seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they were slayers, this would have absolutely activated the new one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, part of why Axe's as a topical reference for all you uh, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> Down with the kids. Anyway, um, what was also heart wrenching about this, like. As, as Axe being aware that he and his friends are dying is he's this close to other Andalites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then he wakes up in um, in a med bay. Not that he knows that yet, but it's he's on a shaped table to ju- that uh, has been adjusted to hold tail and legs. So clearly, it's a med bay. Um, yeah. And he's like, "What?" And uh, <laughs> is immediately questioned. I don't think what is the question an Adelaide voice said. I think why and how and especially who are the questions. Mm-hmm. And there are three Adelaide warriors, Andalite warriors there. And yep, we have reached the plot. And to be fair, the plot did take like half the, almost like two thirds yeah. of the book to get to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 
stuff starts speeding up. Yep. Uh, so these Andalite warriors question him. Uh, these, uh, the, the, the people in front of him are Samalin, uh, Korath Gahar, who is the captain of the ship. Uh, the tactical officer, uh, Hareli Fraudlin Cyrenial. Uh, and the ship's physician, Dr. Coldwin Ashel Tehalik. This uh, is Danielle flexing their ability to read Andalite names, <laughs> FYI. There is no reason that they had to do this other than to make me personally feel bad at reading Andalite <laughs> names. I want the <laughs> listeners to know who we're talking about. Are you also flexing <laughs> just a little bit? They are definitely flexing. I, uh, I also in, uh, very enjoy, very much enjoyed the uh, uh, Andalite swear. That happens uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, what in Yowlin are you doing drifting around in aerospace with five aliens? Um, I love that his first response is, did you save them? Are they safe? Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and uh, Dr. Coldwin's like, these aliens are fucking weird. They walk on, four of them walk on two legs, no tail. <laughs> and, he just, and then it starts nerding out. The other one's clearly designed for flight. And the captain's just like, yes. Thank you, <laughs> Doctor. Focus. The, the physician is just like, this is so cool, and the captain's like, shut up, <laughs> dial it back. <laughs> You're at eleven. Bring it down to a three. <laughs> um, and Axe like stands up, even though he's feeling shaky. Um, not wanting just to be lying there while being questioned, and starts to explain he was in a very small morph, and that he ended up in Z space. And the doctor's like, what? It's impossible. And it's just like, and I like, his eyes are bright with excitement. It's just like, ah, we have found the Doc Brown of the Andalites. <laughs> I mean, it's not possible, perhaps, but it's never happened. This will annihilate every existing theory of morph mass displacement. This will be a scientific breakthrough. Oh, I just had a really upsetting thought. Oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway. Yeah. Share with the yeah, class. Nah. No, it's just what happens to the crew of this ship. And I'm like, God uh-huh. damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rip. Uh, but the captain is uh, not having it. He's like, all right, no, really shut up. I need to figure out what this dude is doing. Um, and he, because he is extremely concerned of, okay, so you're, that makes sense for why you were in zero space. But how did these aliens who are not supposed to have the morphing power, end up in zero space. Um, and it is a direct order. Um, and this is actually uh, comforting to Axe. Um, even though the captain's tone was very accusatory, I had the sudden urge to start laughing. It was relief. First, because my friends were well, but also because I was back among Andalites. Uh, they looked like me. They spoke like me. They moved like me. I wanted to laugh and to be sad. Uh, the TO is very testy. He's like, answer the question. And, and Axe is like, I'm sorry. I have just not seen fellow Andalite in a very long, very long time. I thought I might never. Um, I thought I might be stuck on Earth for the rest of my life. Uh, the, the other Andalites, uh, are a little sympathetic to this and they're like, all right, well, please just give us your report. Um, Axe, uh, makes a bad lie. Uh, because this Bless. is the first time that he has tried to lie to other Andalites about how the humans got the morphing power, as he was ordered by High Command. 
Um, because he says, yeah, I was on the dome ship. Uh, the dome was severed and crashed into the ocean. Um, I was there underwater for several weeks. The humans came to rescue me. Um, and the TO catches him and says, oh, they used some diving craft and acts like, no, they morphed into aquatic animals and rescued me. And the captain's like, where did they acquire the ability to morph? Uh, and Axe is like, yeah, I gave it to them. And they're like, then how did they morph to rescue you? <laughs> Poor Axe. Um, I he's doing his best. What yeah. I love about this, though, is he's been caught in this lie. Um, and But it's it's just so interesting. The captain dismisses the doctor. And they figure it out, the, the, the captain does, that Axe is following orders by lying to them. Mm -hmm. And yep. I really enjoy seeing that click. Yes. Uh, because they ask if Axe has made any contact with Homeworld during their time on Earth. Um, and Axe immediately relaxes because he's like, yes. Samalin gets it. He understands. Um, and were you given orders at that time? Yes. Uh, and then he asks what happened to Elfangor, uh, and Axe, uh, skirts around, uh, the truth by saying that he was killed by Visser Three on the planet's surface. Uh, and Samalin and, uh, Harolin both realize that Elfangor is the one who gave these humans the morphing power. He's the one who broke Zero's kindness. The law of Zero's kindness. Uh, I love this T.O. who's just yes. in an awed voice. Yes. This is uh, good shit. And then we get a really great quote from the captain. He says, That speculation will never leave this room. It was Aris Aximali who foolishly gave the morphing power to the humans. But between us, I'll say this. I served under Prince Elfangor. I was his T.O. at one time. And any time Elfangor did something, it was for a good reason. Elfangor was my friend as well as my prince. I'll believe he broke the rules. I'll never believe he did wrong. I have a note here that's just like, <laughs> looks at asshole Andalites. <laughs> what I Particularly hate. the episode that just came out. <laughs> what I hate about this is given how ham-fistedly it's done later, that it's the captain saying this. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's frustrating. Yeah. It makes I, me I sad. feel like it. Yeah, and it undermines this amazing moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it undermines it for Axe as well. Which just makes it sadder. Yep. Just makes it worse. Just... Yep. Uh, we cut to uh, Axe explaining everything, well, kind of everything, to the other kids. Um, and uh, he's like, all right, well, we came out of, uh, we're on an Andalite ship. We just came out of zero space. We're moving at top space normal speed towards planet Lyra. And the kids recognize, oh, that's the mutant psychic frogs, right? Um, and Axe confirms. And uh, everyone is just, like, very frustrated and very confused as to uh, why they're here, uh, how they got here, and how do they get back. Um, and... Axe informs them that the no, no one knows. The doctor and the other scientists have a theory that there might be a snapback effect. 
Um, maybe? Maybe, and it might snap us back all the way to Earth, or it might just snap us back to Z-Space. Who knows? We also don't know when it might happen. So we're here for now. This is a plot point that may become relevant later. <laughs> this is a plot point that may hurt us later. Yep. Mm. Uh, but I love Rachel here. So let me get this straight, Rachel said. Suddenly, we're a bazillion miles from home, and we're about to get dragged into a serious shooting war where the good guys are outnumbered three to one. Yes, I said. Cool, Rachel said. What can we do to help? And just like Marco's answer. just like, even for you, Rachel, that is just sick. <laughs> But yeah, as always, Rachel wants to fight the good fight. Yep. Especially if the odds are dangerous. Mm-hmm. God. Yep. Uh, Axe says that they shouldn't do anything um, because if there is even a possibility of any of the Yerks here making their way back to Earth, they cannot know that the Animorphs are humans. Um, when you get back to Earth somehow... Uh, you won't survive if the Yerks know that. Uh, Cassie catches his use of pronouns here. Um, yeah, that's not emphasized in the text. That's emphasized us here for you, yes. our listeners. Um, because Axe uh, is kind of assuming that he won't go back with them. And he doesn't know how to feel or think about that. Um, and uh rachel's like well i don't care uh about all of that i just want to kick your butt so let's do it um and axe is like well we have to follow the captain's orders says who marco asked i was beginning to feel still more troubling emotions something bordering on panic now and strangely enough guilt i am just a lowly aris like a human cadet i have to follow orders I looked pleadingly at Prince Jake. You have to understand, you are no longer my prince now that I am back among my own people. They all looked at me. It wasn't a nice look. Prince Jake tried not to seem bothered, but although I am no expert on human facial expressions, I believe my statement did cause him concern. Maybe you need to think about who your people are now, Tobias said in a private whisper that no one else heard. I'm not you, Tobias. I'm not a Nothlet. I'm not one species trapped in the body of another. No, but I don't think you're just a lowly Arith anymore either, and whether you like it or not, you're one of us. I didn't answer him. He was wrong. Instead, I said as gently as I could, the captain has ordered that until the situation is stable, you all must remain here, in this room. Please do not attempt to move about the ship. Uh, insert me screaming about military propaganda here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Uh, um... Because... I- I can understand the kids being hurt and frustrated with Axe in this moment. Uh, I do find some of the anger that gets put his way later unfair and misplaced. Mm -hmm. But it's like, because, and he, as he will explain later, like this is him back at home for better or worse. And granted, a lot of this is worse. I, but I think it goes so far, so how far that the kids have accepted Axe as one of them and he's not like an alien. Mm-hmm. It's just like, but you're our friend. You're yes. part of our team. You are, as, as Tobias says, you're one of us. 
Mm-hmm. And they're being made to, the kids are being made into a group separate to the Andalites. And they're so used to thinking of Axe as one of them mm-hmm. that when he's going toward the Andalite side of things, they're hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes complete sense. As as somebody that frequently fell afoul of social norms and got very upset when like other people like didn't want to spend time with me anymore to go do something with somebody else, like been there. It mm-hmm. sucks. Bad feeling. Yeah. Even when there isn't like the stakes of a war and being trapped God knows how many million miles away from home. So mm-hmm. but yeah. But, but uh yeah, uh, Axe goes to the bridge and this ship is the Askelin, uh remember that name, is racing towards planet Lyra. And the captain has called him there to keep him to keep Axe close by, which definitely strikes Axe as weird. Mm-hmm. Um sure what... don't stay on the bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I do like this little description of the bridge, uh how there's like grass underfoot and all that jazz Mm -hmm. and like this pretty display and one Mm -hmm. of the new thought speak displays and it transmits uh, data directly to your brain. Very cutting edge as Marco would say. Mm -hmm. It pleases me how much Axe references Marco. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, Uh, He tries to convince himself that he doesn't have a reason to feel guilty. He'd been united with the humans while they were on Earth and now that he's back among his own people his true place is here. Um, And then we get an interesting exchange between him and the tactical officer uh, because the, the TO asks for his evaluation of the situation. The TO is making a very pointed comment in doing this. Uh, and uh, the question he's asking is, if they fear the Lyrans on the surface, why take the risk of engaging the Andalites and the Lyrans together on the surface? Um, and the T.O. says, uh, because the Yerks understand that different species do not fight well together. We have one way of doing things, the Lyrans a very different way. The Yerks are united under one command, we and the Lyrans are not. Uh, and as if that wasn't pointed enough, he says, there's a lesson there. We Andalites are strongest when we fight alone. Um, but Axe talks back. Uh, yep. Uh, and says, and yet, with all due respect, it was my human friends and I who destroyed the Yerks' attempt to create a species of ocean-going shock troops for use here on Lyra. If the Yerks had succeeded in that plan, the situation today would be impossible. Uh, and... Uh, the T.O. looks mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, to be fair, I think that's like, older people hate being called on their bullshit by people younger than them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... And I, then, I, then shit goes south very fast. Yeah. Well, I, I will say quickly, uh, as well as that example from Axe and what we know, we're going to find out um, that that T.O. was wrong on a couple of ways about Andalites yeah. not working with other species. Which makes me think, like, nobody on the uh, Aslan knew what no. the fuck was going on. Yeah. Maybe the captain? Yeah. But I don't and think he, he knows it. Anyway. I don't think he knew either. Um, yeah. Because there would have been other ways the captain ends up being a traitor spoilers it happens mm-hmm. on the next page um, um but <laughs> uh, we uh, we get a we get a phone call we get we, uh force commander prince galowit enelon eskarov uh skypes in uh-huh. um <laughs> what's it, i love that i do like this detail of the to calls for attention 
and mm-hmm. acts as the only one that actually stands to attention because you don't need to do it if you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the most insightful things about fucking military attention I've ever seen. God, mm-hmm. I don't have much exposure to it. Just like, no, yeah, like, it's true. It's true. Is, you like, only if do you're it in the if, middle of. S- yeah, don't stop what you're doing. <laughs> To stand but you need to be listening. Mind. Yes. It's essentially a, a call like, hey, you need to be fucking listening. Hey, you need yeah. to pay attention. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, and he's just like, the action's begun on the continent, heavy yerk forces, the, the ship is giving their order. And we have this, to our Lyran allies, may your great god Chamamib smile on you this day. And to all Andalite warriors, the people expect that every warrior shall do his duty. And... And I like that nod there, given what we're talking about, like what we mm-hmm. discover this prince's plan is. Mm-hmm. The fact that he makes that nod to the Lyra and allies mm-hmm. here after what we just heard is nice. I like that detail. Yeah. Uh... Um, Bless asks, what's his ba- battle station? And the TO's just like, yeah, you stick with me. Mm-hmm. Um you, you stay right where I can see you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, as they go down uh, to the surface, uh, Samalin says, You see why the Yerks chose to fight here. As the TO was saying, different species under different commands cannot function well together. You notice that he says it differently than how the TO says. He says different species under different commands. Mm. Which I think points to his motivations here. Um, we waste our forces protecting the Lyrans from being mowed down, and as a result, we are weak. Uh, but then there's a malfunction in the ground approach guidance guidance system. Uh, the TO is very confused. The controls are frozen. They're locked out. They're starting to land behind your lines. Uh, and then the captain cuts the tail off of his TO, uh, and then fires his shredder at all of the other warriors on death on deck. Stunning them uh, unconscious. Stunning them point. unconscious. Uh, he doesn't want to kill them because they are valuable hosts. Uh, and the captain says, Ah, oh, my good Aris, um, I don't want to take the chance of injuring you. Visser 4 would be very upset if I injured the creatures who have been causing Visser 3 such trouble on Earth. Visser's 3 and 4 are such close friends. Just remain calm. It will all be over in a moment, and you will all be guests of the Yurk Empire. Now, Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are Visser 3 and 4 actually friends? No. Visser 3 is not okay. friends with anybody. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, the The detail here of the TO being left conscious as an insult. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's been detailed. So, yeah, he's no longer considered dangerous. Mm-hmm. Shows uh, what you fucking know, Captain. <laughs> bitch. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we never learn more of Samalin's, uh, uh, motivations here. Like this, this is all we're given. Um, and we're left to kind of speculate, uh, why he would have done this. Um, there are, like, it's, it's ambiguous whether he's a spy that is actively working with the Yerks, or uh, they don't think he's a controller, or Axe later concludes that he can't have been a controller because where would they have put a Yerk bull on board the Ascalon? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But in my mind, it makes more sense if Samalin is acting on his own 
because of some conclusion that he has come to. Mm. And he is going to deliver these Andalites um, in exchange for something. Who knows? What's interesting, I suppose, um, is if it's the whole like death before dishonor bullshit mentality mm-hmm. him him looking at a battlefield and going oh we're fucked mm-hmm. and he says as much it's just like we're weak yeah. as somebody who's gotten to the point during a war where it's like the only way the andalites are going to survive is if we work with them yes because if the yerk has a host then the yerk isn't killing the andalite right it's a um. very like it's a it's a worldview that I can at least look at and go, I get it, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But this captain making the choice just like better to voluntarily join mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and uh all and in this is but be- it's better this way. Yes. And there's a tragedy in that. Yeah. As well as it being like cowardly AF. Yeah. Cause like There's tragedy and it's absolute fucking bullshit. Yes. I, I Thank am- you, Izzy pretty convinced that if the Yerks did get their hands on this many Andalite controllers mm. the, the war would be over. Like the Andalites yeah. are already losing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I think I think a blow like this, not only would it demoralize everyone <laughs> um, But a whole but, ship worth of, even a but, small ship worth. Yeah. Of, of, of knowledgeable Andalites. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, it, would, but yes. it would be a lot. Shit is hitting the fan. The Escalin is landing. Uh, the TO is like bleeding profusely. And X is, remembers his friends. Yes. Um, that, and that they wouldn't be able to get home. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what he's thinking about it. And then Earth would fall. Mm-hmm. And he calls out for his friends. Um, like if one of you can escape. Uh, if, yeah, if one of you can hear me, you must escape. The captain is. And Marco just like, the captain's a dirtbag. Uh, sounding very clear and close and just like and Axe is confused asks where they are she's like oh gee Axe we decided not to just sit in our room with our hands folded like good little girls and boys sorry the sarcasm is feels very clear there mm-hmm. Jake explains mm-hmm. that they're on the bridge we saw what happened or as much as we could see in these morphs um, and it's like we've got to take out this captain Cass like we can't demorph uh, we can't take him out because we deem off too slowly, but I happen to be on the captain and can definitely distract him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Axe like, okay, do it. Distract him and I'll do the rest. And it's going to be a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Cassie starts to demorph, And uh, as one might uh, expect, the Andalite captain is like, what the fuck is that growing on my back? <laughs> um, and uh, Axe makes a swipe of the tail blade and it isn't, quite uh the captain's reactions are quick enough to dodge the blade uh mm-hmm. so it's not a the he was aiming for the captain's neck mm-hmm. um but yeah it brings the shoulder up and then there is fighting and again axe is in a tail-to-tail combat mm-hmm. or would be. i want to i want to like just kind of point this out because i'm somebody who thinks like kind of like marco i think about strategy a lot for this kind of stuff, because like for me, that's something I I do to kind of get around day to day life as an autistic person. <laughs> Why the fuck do Andalites not expect that kind of warfare? 
Like, I understand the captain being surprised, but there's a there's something <clears throat> to this where it's like, there are a lot of times when, like, the kids do something and Andalites are like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, su- well, I suppose it's that difference in mentality. The whole thing mm-hmm. of, like, guerrilla warfare is designed to work counter yes. to main military warfare. Mm-hmm. That's that's why mm-hmm. guerrilla warfare is what it is. Yes. They are a small group with limited resources. They have to think differently about how they fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fight smart, not hard. Yes. Uh, it's because we know that the Andalites, the Andalites go into battle as Andalites. They don't use morphing except for, like, literal spies. Um, and so they they don't think about morphing as a tool to, they're to use underutilizing this shit exactly yeah because they don't they don't realize even when we read the andalite chronicles we could see that like andalites don't utilize morphing to its like proper like to its fullest extent yeah whatsoever i, like, I suppose the kids it, are. yeah i suppose it goes to the extent of how the andalites seem to have this very specific view of of how honor is like you fight as an andalite in the same way that warriors are held in higher esteem than scientists mm-hmm. so yeah i suppose yeah. it's all part and parcel of that package but yeah, yeah no I'm, I'm right there with you she's like it's so ridiculous that they have this ability and don't use it tactically mm-hmm. which just goes to show the strength of the kids when there are literally five of them and acts there's a group of six and the mm-hmm. damage they're able to do to the Yerks. Yep. Because Gee, you think the war might be over faster if Andalites weren't <laughs> fucking stupid. They have a script that they're sticking to because they don't yep. know how to fight any other way. Yep. Because they've um, probably never had to. Yep. And, and you know, we know that Axe is impressed by the adaptability of the humans, mm-hmm. which implies that Andalites are not that adaptable. And the so warm, they're thrown into this situation they, and new technology doesn't. Yeah. The, the war machine is slow to change. If something's working, you're not going to change it. Mm-hmm. Like casual upsetting reminder, horses were used in World War I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we had tanks and horses in the same. I think horses were also still used in World War II by a few like yeah. cavalries. Mm-hmm. Exactly my point. War, it's slow to change. Yes. Which is ridiculous when you think now about all the money that gets thrown in the military and like the kind of technology mm-hmm. that has to do, and yet they still send wave after wave of fucking infantrymen into shitty situations to die. Yeah. Hi, I'm well, also I mean, mad about the military complex. Look what ha- yeah. look what happened when they decided to rush development of something and then used it immediately. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> uh-huh. <laughs> war is hell war is hell war is hell yep uh but the to manages <laughs> to shoot the captain with a shredder the, the captain disintegrates he's dead um good riddance uh bitch yeah he tries to get the computer to disengage what it's doing and the computer's like i ah, can't do that there's severe main engine damage uh so you know, we're, we're fucked. Because they crashed. They crashed to the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Harolin realizes immediately what has to happen. And he says, the only way out of here is to be invisible. Humans remorph Aris U2. 
Axe tries to say that he's not going to run away, and the T.O.'s like, yes, you are. You and the humans will escape and get word of this evil to the commander. That is an order. Axe tries to argue with him, and it says, do you know how to take an order? <laughs> like... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it's like, child, do not argue with me. We are in a situation. Yep. Like, it's one thing if you it... talked back to me earlier. Now is mm-hmm. not the time. I have decided this T.O. has big Dr. Cox from Scrubs energy, and it's making Oh, this. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's real good. Yep. Uh, the T.O. says that he's going to blow out the emergency hatch, uh, morph something small, get as far away from here as you can. You won't have much time. Axe knows what the T.O. is going to do. He knows he has no choice. He knows that the T.O. cannot allow himself or any of the other Andalites on board to be taken by the Yerks. Uh, and there's no way to escape the trap. Uh, so Axe tells Prince Jake, uh, hey, we need to morph small. Uh, flies would work. Fly up to the ceiling of the bridge. There's an escape hatch. Uh, and Rachel uh, looks at him with total disdain and then turns to Prince Jake and asks, what do we do? And Jake uh, says, well, what he said, do it. So they all more fly and they all run. Uh, well, they fly. Uh, the T.O. is now staggering from loss of blood, but he's making an announcement to be transmitted throughout the ship. To all warriors and crew of the Ascalon, this is the tactical officer. The captain is dead. We are surrounded. No chance of escape. Nothing to do now but inflict the maximum damage on the Yerks. In three minutes, I will begin firing all ship's weapons. The shredder flashback will cause the ship to explode. He let this sink in for a moment. Perform the ritual of death, my friends. Thank you for your service to the ship. You die in the service of the people defending freedom. I was shrinking rapidly. The deck was rushing up to me, toward me. Insect legs and insect antennas sprouted from me, but I was an Andalite, at one with every Andalite on the ship. From all over the ship, a hundred thought-speak voices spoke the words of the ritual. I couldn't help but join them. I am the servant of the people, I said. I should have bowed my head, but I no longer had a head that could bow. I am the servant of my prince. All over the ship, I knew my fellow Andalites were raising their stock eyes upward. I am the servant of honor, I said, and heard the echo of all those strong voices. My life is not my own when the people have need of it. My life is given for the people, for my prince, and for my honor. I fired the fly's legs, started the wings beating, and flew up toward the escape hatch. I have never felt worse than I did at that moment. So many would die, and I would live. Arist, the T.O. said weakly. Yes. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe different species can be stronger together. Go with your humans and prove me wrong. The escape hatch blew open before I could answer. A powerful rush of escaping air launched me out into the leering dusk. Jake. Prince Jake. I said, we must get as far away as we can. We flew, rolling and tumbling through the air, riding the strong breeze wherever it took us. When the Ascalon blew itself up, we were safe from the blast, and safe, too, from the thought-speak cries of a hundred dying heroes. Anyway, I cry. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That is a very well-written moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. That really drives home what is happening in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think that given how Thought Speak is, wor- wor- is working in that moment, the fact that 
members of the group are still so angry and hostile towards Axe feels deeply unfair. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't feel right in a way mm. because they they all heard that. Yeah. They definitely heard the emotion that was in all of those voices and they still act honestly like shitheads <laughs> towards Axe. Eh. We've, we've seen fast that Rachel goes to anger when she doesn't want to feel sad or scared because mm-hmm. anger's easier. Yep. And maybe in that moment, because this is the position that we have as readers, is it maybe it is it's easier to be a- angry at acts in that moment than recognize what just ha- or deal with the moral imp- the emotional implications of what is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that he was really to die. And that, but to be fair, Rachel has arguably the weakest relationship with Axe as well. Yeah, of all of yeah. them. So, mm-hmm. but uh, so they're flying off, and Rachel is okay. Now what? Uh, meanwhile, Axe is just like a captain, uh, and a like captain turned trader, um, and is just like going over stuff. And he said he couldn't have been a controller, and he's just trying to suss out what has happened and rachel is just like i said now what i don't know i said well if you don't who does she demanded what are we going to do fly around looking for the nearest dumpster so we can see if there's a tasty pile of rotting fruit come on we need a plan and axe doesn't know what to do um and marco is absolutely we need to find a way home marco obviously thanks to captain benedict arnold back there this whole war is going bad on us i didn't think the almighty Andalites did things like that i thought it was just just us poor dumb primitive humans who'd sell out to the bad guys uh tobias is like how about everyone getting off axe's back rachel turns on axe and he's just like yeah poor axe he threw us over for a flash and his big deal captain who oops turns out to be a traitor Cassie intervenes as she does, just like Rachel. I don't think that's fair. And I was just like, fair. If it wasn't for us totally ignoring Axe and his precious captain, Axe would be dead back there along with. And Axe cuts him off, saying, I wish I were. I wish I was back there with them. I wish I had died with them. I'd not intended to say that, and I did not mean it, not really. I wanted to live. I felt terrible about it, but I wanted to live. And Jake just like, okay, everyone shut up. That was rough what happened back there. A lot of good guys just died. Everyone is hyped up. So let's just chill. He waited for a few moments before going on. Here's what we do. We keep flying till we're near the two hour limit. We won't get far in these bodies even with this breeze. But we want as much distance as we can get. So they fly and Axe again left alone with his thoughts. And uh, the silence is awful. <laughs> After a while, I almost wished the yelling and accusations would start again. This is an interesting contrast to a comment that comes later after uh, with the Lyrans. So, about being alone with your thoughts. Um, There's a terrible thing living when so many others have died. It's terrible because no matter what you do, a single thought keeps popping up in your head. I'm glad it wasn't me. (laughs) But the, uh, the kids land... Uh, demorph and Rage is like okay I'm calm so now I'm calm same question now what Mm -hmm. and 
Jake is just like asks Axe, "What do you think about having Tobias look around?" And when Axe says he doesn't know again, Jake is like, mm, "Okay," and looks pissed, uh, or what Axe believes to be pissed. Um, annoyance. So to be yes. Fair. Mm, the the line between annoyance and pissed. Mm-hmm. Mm, but I take your point. It is there is a lie? He's not ang. It's the difference between anger and frustration. Yes, exactly. I guess. Yeah. He's uh, definitely frustrated. He's probably not angry, angry at Axe because there's definitely, you know, we're getting into the sad part of Jake. He understands. Yes. He knows why Axe did this. He may not under understand, understand exactly why Axe did mm-hmm. it, but he, he knows like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I am a human. Axe is used to Andalite command mm-hmm. and now Axe doesn't know what to do. Yep. So I gotta fucking do something. Yep. Time, and this is time super frustrating. It. Time to be a prince. Exactly yep. that. I was just going. This is what Axe needs him to be. Mm-hmm. And Jake has seen what Axe is like, and I think it's hitting him the implications of Axe calling him prince, mm-hmm. which makes it in exchange that comes up a bit like extra weighted. So he like lays out the situation. Um, I know you're feeling bad, but it, being feeling bad doesn't let you off the hook. Explains the situation, but you know more than we do, so I need you to snap out of it. Uh, Tobias comes back with the information and acts as asked, um, we should try reach the Andalite forces. And Rachel, perhaps unhelpfully, and she is baiting Axe in she this is. moment. And that's part of why I don't like it when they make Rachel be cruel. Mm-hmm. And because this is not the first instance that it's happened. We've talked about her having the capacity to be mean and the fact that she chooses to be compassionate and how important that is. But yeah, so, so why some, so why? So some other Andalite trader can rat us out. And she says it harshly. And Axe is immediately like tail blade up. And she stares back at him. Like at her throat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which we know from experience is a, it's partially a posturing thing with andalites it's serious mm-hmm. but like if he wanted to actually hurt her he could have yeah like this isn't the same as like punching somebody in the face because you yeah. pissed at them this is like a threatening thing but it's not actually doing the violent thing mm-hmm. and i feel like that's important because he does this without thinking yes and rachel twists the knife as it were, like a cold expression, just like what's she the matter? She just fucking stares him. Yeah, does mm-hmm. the truth hurt? You blew us off so you could suck up to Captain Crete back there. If we go and find more Andalites, what happens? You tell us to go sit in the corner and be nice while you start yes sirring and no sirring the next Andalite you see. And uh, he pulls his tailblade back, horrified that he got so emotional. And, Warriors uh, don't get emotional. Yeah. Uh, and says that. And we hear him say in his mind that Rachel was right. And I'm like, maybe. Marge Simpson voice, but she shouldn't say <laughs> like yeah. that way. And Axe freely admits that he made a mistake trusting the captain and that he made a mistake d- dismissing them. That they're the ones who have kept him alive and been his friends. Mm. All I can say is that none of you knows what it's like to be completely cut off from your own people. Uh, Tobias very quietly says, one of us does. 
And to be fair, I bet that is how it feels to him, mm-hmm. even though he does still have the others. Yeah, he doesn't have, like, culturally the people who understand him. Yeah. Um, but here, but we have that. And I think in that moment, again, it's Tobias offering, like, gently correcting, but again, it's that offer of, look, I'm trying to tell you, mate, I'm here. I'm your bro. Mm-hmm. I'm your Sean. I get some of what it's like, maybe if it's not the exact thing. But Axe turns around, is like, all I can do is say I'm sorry, and I will consider Jake my prince until he says otherwise. I turned to face Prince Jake, focusing all my eyes on him. You are my prince until you, and only you, say otherwise. For once, he did not say, don't call me prince. Instead, he said, fine. Now what I want to know is this. Is there anyone on the Andalite side we can be totally sure of? It was a hurtful question. I felt the last of my pride melting away. The commander. If he were a Yerk spy, this entire battle would already be lost. It looks pretty lost to me, Marco said bluntly. Force Commander Prince Galuit Enelon Askaroth lost his entire family to a Yerk raid on an Andalite outpost. His entire family, wife and three children, they died rather than be captured. Their bodies were fed to the taxons. We can trust. Hi, they had three Galloway. children. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, weird, weird for Andalites. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And we should prob and we should probably should trust no one else. Yeah. It's so. I. I like this mean Rachel, where I haven't liked other mean Rachel. Yes, I agree. Because this doesn't feel like this. I don't say mean. This isn't cruelty to be cruel. Yeah, Yeah. she she's angry and upset, Mm -hmm. and this is how it's manifesting. Yes, but this at least feels mean with a or cruel with a purpose. Like you say, it's not like but being mean about somebody's appearance like yes she's pissed with good reason yes it makes sense for her character yes and it it does highlight that mean streak that she, we know she does have yes um and mm. i like that here i like that as a flaw for her mm-hmm. um absolutely agreed that's yeah. good compelling writing yes like um, when I say I don't like it, I mean emotionally. It's just yes, like ah. yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it hurts. It does. Yes. It hurts. Um, and one thing that's really interesting here to me, she doesn't flinch when he puts his tailblade to her throat. She's not As scared she of axe. Was, she's not scared of axe, and it makes me think of the definition of shorm. Mm. Maybe you can argue that's why she was. So hurt by mm-hmm. Axe going over to that. Cause like, and this is the thing, she's the soldier. He's mm-hmm. meant to be on her side. Mm-hmm. She thought he had her back. Yeah. And even though he's gone and done this, she's still just like, okay, yeah, put your tailblade there. Yeah. Okay. It's, I think all of, if, if the humans understood it, I think all of the humans would consider Axe Shorm. Mm. I don't think he would necessarily consider all of them Shorm. Yeah, and it's because humans have a different, like, perspective on very close friendships like that, I think. Mm. Because it's very, very easy for us to make those connections, whereas Andalites seem to have this, like, 
inherent distrust of each other Mm -hmm. to a degree. Like, there's very few other Andalites that an Andalite would be like, this is somebody that I would trust to not kill me. Maybe it's part of the fact that they live so isolated from each other in their little family groups. Mm-hmm. They don't socialize outside of their meeting until they go to school or war, apparently. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, like, to, to add on to your point, I think that maybe is also part of it because you don't have the opportunity to make friends in the same way. There isn't the, the way to develop those trusted bonds where you can get yeah. to that level. Yeah. Whereas humans imprint on pretty much anything and will very quickly get to ride or die. I say this. Humans are space orcs. Also, play Danielle's game, ride or die. <laughs> it's good fun. Um, but yeah, I might say this. No, is this one of my notes? I don't know. Maybe it was later I said about this thing I wanted to bring up with Rachel. So I'm going to look quickly through the notes, see if I can mm-hmm. find where I said it. Uh, while you're looking for that, uh, the fact that Jake doesn't ask Axe to not call him Prince here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Really, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. efficient storytelling, as we like to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, some good shit. <laughs> it's good shit. And Axe notices. Yeah. Well, of course he notices. <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. Uh, the thing I wanted to talk about uh, is cool, and it's about to come up in the plot. So okay. We're good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, okay, got to reach the Andalite forces. This is really fucking dangerous. Uh, you, <laughs> we aren't going to be able to fly high because of the automated defense grid. Uh, and Cassie points out the ground is too rough to walk over. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, this is where the active war zone bits are. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, just just to let the audience know, like, we were in it before, but now we're in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Cassie suggests bats because uh, of their agility and with the echolocation, they'll be able to fly close to the ground even in the dark. And then we mm-hmm. do have to the bat morph, Robin, which just <laughs> makes me oh happy. Uh, Marco <laughs> said with cheerfulness that seemed totally out of place. It's just like, oh, wax, that's that, that how Marco be. That's just he's he's trying not to be freaked the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Jake lays out more of the plan once behind Andalite lines. We try to figure out a way to reach this prince, and whatever happens, we stay out of the battle until we reach him. Understood. Yeah. Uh, yes, Prince Jake. Prince Jake looked at me with an unsmiling mouth. Then he said, "Don't call me Prince," and formed a small smile with his mouth parts. Yes, Prince Jake. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Jake, for- uh, Jake forgives him. Yeah. Is what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yep. So children, and I love them. Mm-hmm. So sad about them. Yep. We, uh, uh, the kids morph back. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this moment of, again, Axe reflecting how he hadn't liked that tactical officer. Um, he seemed to me like too many other old officers full of prejudice and arrogance, but he had been a true Andalite. He had died a hero. Eh. That annoyed me. It was just like willing to change was more of the, mm-hmm. the thing I was hoping he would, uh, mm-hmm. dwell on. But like, eh. I, 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 Axe is a mood, like a millennial mood about older people to a degree, but then it's also like, 
eh, yeah. dying a, like as like with aunt nah. yeah. I I just noticed they're talking about uh clothing uh because mm-hmm. he talks about like references of growing in the wings mm-hmm. I do like acts Kashi saying how there is nothing uglier than a human nose mm-hmm. like because he's from a species that doesn't even have noses like they just flood the front I get it but it's also just like fuck you man some of us have to work really hard to learn to like our noses. I don't need this from yeah. you. Um, I don't need this 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 body shaming from an alien yeah. species. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, they morph back and they fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I flapped my wings and flew once more in the company of my human friends. I felt strangely at home, as though despite Prince Jake's anger and Marco's sneering and Rachel's outright suspicion, I belonged with them. For some reason at that moment, even with the images of death aboard the Ascalon fresh in my mind, I saw myself far away in a very different body, eating delicious cinnamon buns with a mouth. I wanted to be back there. I wanted to be back on Earth. And then, that's all great and good and wonderful and fuzzy. Captain Samuelin had sold out to the Yerks. Was I selling out to the humans? No! No, you weren't! Not, not <laughs> even remotely the same thing. No! And my note is like, no, Axe, you have, you just have family who cares about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, care you. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, as uh, my first note on that about Jake's anger, and I like that he picks up on Jake's anger, even though we know when Jake is doesn't let himself feel that or mm-hmm. act on that very mm-hmm. often. And Marco sneering and Rachel's outright suspicion, I belong with them. First, found, family, feels. I appreciate that Danielle did the same thing later in the notes. <laughs> um, but this is why I had a thought about Rachel's suspicion mm-hmm. and parallels in her behavior compared to others. Now, here we are. And this actually plays in nicely to that interaction um, and her attitude towards Andalites, mm-hmm. towards the Yerks, towards the Elamist. Rachel is the most like an Andalite mm-hmm. in her behaviors. She is the honorable warrior who does not trust other species. And I want to say she's the, she, she is the most xenophobic out of all of the kids. Mm-hmm. Just like an Adelaide is. Mm-hmm. And I just, that got me when I thought, just like, oh, holy shit, she is the most like that out of yeah. all of them. And her behavior is so evocative of the Andalite warriors that we see. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about like how each of the kids represents a very different part of Elfangle, which we may have talked about with the Andalite Chronicles. Yeah, I think we brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, but Rachel is the warrior. Yeah. I think we have had that direct comparison by Axe. I think he, mm. we have seen him say something along the lines of, out of all of the Animorphs, Rachel was the uh, most like a warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, now, now knowing what we know more about Andalite culture and how warriors are revered mm-hmm. as like the pinnacle of society... Mm-hmm. And that clearly that respect he has for Rachel, but also when I first read Warrior, I mean, oh, like a fighter, like a soldier, okay, mm-hmm. but also the most like an Andalite, mm-hmm. and it makes me sad 
given what we yeah. see of the Andalites, but also plays in interestingly with what you were saying about the fact that she let him put the tail blade there. She knows what it means. And it's very good and upsetting. And I feel like Danielle's making that face they make when I inadvertently <laughs> step on something that happens to Rachel at the end. Because I know <laughs> it happens. And also I could have some feelings about Ariel here as well because mm -hmm. it's not yep. a, it's not an Escafil Files recording if I don't bring up uh, <laughs> Dumb Kiss Playing Hero because that's how I be and that's how I do. Yep. But it was just something that really struck me in that moment with that use of the word suspicion and how everyone had been treating the humans when they arrived. Mm -hmm. And I, that moment just sort of got very clear in my brain. And mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that that's probably deliberate, huh? Very no. Okay, K.A., well played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you have torn out my heartstrings yet again. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. They they definitely mirror each other. Um, mm. Not necessarily in a good. Way. Yeah. No. I th uh, yeah I I very much were that in the positive and um, but also highlighting the negative things. Yeah. So, but I do like that the logical extension of the things they are all in their role for. Mm -hmm. can be detrimental to them oh yeah mm -hmm. and it's it's so good and so interesting but because and um, we've talked before about their roles and how when somebody isn't in their role and we get to see some upsetting versions of that in here mm -hmm. um so they need to play the role for the group to function but if they lean into that role too much it's bad mm -hmm. yeah and that upsetting notion of when you force people to be a certain thing it can hurt them or oh, when yeah. you rely on a person to be one thing too much, you can't yep. be angry at them when they become it more, and yep. it's tra and that's tragic. Yep. Let me the the thesis statement to my dissertation on animorphs. Let me show you it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were for a second genuinely talking about a thesis because I know you have a doctorate, and I was like, wait, nope, this is possibly a little bit of hyperbole. It is a little bit of hyperbole. I think I probably could write a dissertation on animorphs, but I don't want to. <laughs> I How would many read it. really long, like, in-depth forum posts have you written that you could compile into a thesis? I mean, this podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, can we just hand over this podcast to a thesis advisor? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, lay it out for us. Yes, is is... This idea of them being forced into these roles, exactly what you said, them being forced into these roles, and also, if they get out of those roles, it's bad. And also, when they stay in those roles, it's bad. It's almost like, <laughs> it's bad however you slice it. <laughs> it's almost like war sucks dicks. Yeah, no, War is hell. Yeah, the, the versions of, we, of these characters that we see at the end... Mm. are in many ways the logical extension of these roles. I hate that. You're welcome. It, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. Oh. <laughs> I, just, I just, again, thought some more about dumb kids and the logical extensions of those characters and where they're going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, they, don't, they don't break out of this... Uh, rut they 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 just dig it deeper they bury in <laughs> yeah they <laughs> oh. 
They just, they dig that hole. They hit rock and they just keep going. <laughs> that was yep. the last book. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Done my little jig. Okay, so they're bats. Yeah, they're um, bats. They're flying. Marco, Marco's yelling about how this is insane. I really hate the 90s. Um, but I do appreciate Axe's observation that insane can mean several things when used by Marco. It can mean stupid or it can mean fun. I think in this case it meant fun because as insane as it was, it felt exhilarating. And I love that he describes Rachel when she goes yeehaw as her feral dangerous laugh. <laughs> You know, that one. Just, that one. <laughs> the thing is, because we've talked about uh, like the let's dive in, let's do it. And we've mm-hmm. seen from her perspective the flip of that of when she feels forced to doing it. But the having fun laugh, mm-hmm. the scary laugh. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yep. They are in but, these roles for a reason. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, they're flying. Uh, Axe comes on the fact that they can hear the senses. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassie's the one that draws the comparison to music. Uh, but she's uh, Cassie again, being the best in morph, uh, mm-hmm. just like tells them all to pull up uh, as they are flying into an extra active part of the active war zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is bad, the scene yeah. that they're seeing in front of them. Um, but there's a a phalanx of taxons moving in to finish off some wounded andalites. Um, and it's Cassie. Um, that, and I love this. Ex- I, I highlighted this exchange mm-hmm. because it made me really happy. I say happy, narratively satisfied, I guess. It's all tragic. <laughs> um, Cassie is like, Jake, we should do something. And Jake's just like, didn't I say we had to stay out of the battles? Um, you'd want it. And Tobias. Our insightful bastard bird son. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. So what are we really going to do? It's just sort of like, oh! <laughs> um, and Jake hesitates and then says, okay, let's rescue them. Land, demorph, remorph. And just sort of like, and there you go. There is a concise four-sentence exchange about animorphs. <laughs> Cassie's like, we should do a thing. Jake said, I said we weren't going to do the thing. And Tobias being like, yeah, you said that, but what are we actually going to do? Jake's going to do the thing. <laughs> Jake can't let people die. Yep. He hates yeah. it. Yep. Mm. Uh, but but uh, the chalice is made for them because a shot, uh, I think it seems like a bomb here. It basically mm-hmm. explodes. The rock bowl where this standard group of people was. Um, but yeah, the Yerk forces are advancing. Uh, once again, Axe calls out for Jake and for Tobias. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but everyone who can fly up, go up, and uh, they fly. And this is when they realize, as they get very quiet, um, he sees one of the bats flying a few feet above him and then dis- it disappears. And Ch- Rachel was clearly also paying attention mm-hmm. uh, because it's like what, Tobias has disappeared. And Jake's like, what do you mean he disappeared? And she's like, I saw him, I was watching him, and then he disappeared. And on top of that, uh, Axe can read the situation below him and realizes that the battle is lost. The Andalites yep. are retreating. Yep. 
Um, uh, mm-hmm. They all demorph, and they are extremely shaken up by the idea that <clears throat> Tobias died, disappeared, question mark. They don't know where he is, um, and... Uh, you know, it is very possible they've seen dragon beams disintegrate people. It's possible a stray beam hit him, but also mm-hmm. Axe is like, I don't know. I didn't see any light. Um, yeah. I just, I, I, I need to pull uh, or highlight just the reaction of what they're all doing in this moment because mm-hmm. it's just so. Rachel was alternative, alternatively crying and raging. Marco was sitting silent. Cassie kept holding on to Jake. Uh, to Prince Jake, and Prince Jake kept pulling it away to pace, to mutter to himself, to wonder half aloud what he should have done, what he could have done. And Axe is standing off by himself. I also like that Jake clearly returns to Cassie, or Cassie goes mm-hmm. to him again and he lets her hold on to him for a bit before he starts pacing again. Mm-hmm. And- He's like grounding himself so that he doesn't spiral in his thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Cassie, for him, is very grounding. Yeah, well, she that she is a uh, <laughs> what is she? Uh, the guardian of Jake's humanity. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jake is in a having some dark thoughts right now, and she knows it. Yep. So that's why she is taking solace in him and being a rock for. Yeah, she's taking solace while also being the grounding force he needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas you just know Marco was playing it out and thinking things and also Bert probably thinking about okay what do we do next because we have to keep doing so we have to move on and he knows he's having to have those thoughts and being the one having those thoughts is shitty mm-hmm. and this is where my heart breaks for Marco and Rachel yeah. of course is the most Rachel that she could be about mm-hmm. it the fact that she did like just transform Bear to start wrecking shit yeah. <laughs> But she's she's upset and she's angry and she's feeling each in turn. Yep. Oh. Uh, Axe is but musing th- on the fact that the war here is lost, just like the Hork-Bajir war, and mm. the Lyrans are extremely terrifying in that they are psychic. Um, and like, if if they lose this war, like it's that's fu- it. It's done. It's <laughs> things are done. Yeah. Um, I and I love that it's uh, and also underscores it with the animals not being able to return to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that it's Cassie mm-hmm. who uh, whispers to him. And I love that this is the phrasing she uses. Mm-hmm. Axe, I don't think Jake wants to have to ask you again. But what do you think we should do? And he doesn't know. He's lost. We're, and I'm, we're failing the humans. And Cassie's just like. And this is so smart for her. She's like, mm-hmm. okay, tell me. And she's like, okay, let's talk about what you do know. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me about the Lyrans. And he explains a little. And it's just like, so why do they care about what happens on land? Well, they wouldn't care. And he has his, like, the, the, the fucking Sherlock Holmes moment, the moment mm-hmm. of realization. And it's great. It's yep. like, they wouldn't Ruined care. Despicable me, Exce- light bulb. Yeah, <laughs> light the bulb. Except that the Yerks can use the continent for a base for attacks against the underwater cities. Other than that, I don't suppose the Lyrans would even care what. Of course, that would be the plan. And Cassie's like, well, what is it? And I like that she's now demanding mm-hmm. because, like, she's switched out of compassionate soft mode. She's like, okay, so what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Prince Jake. 
And he's like, we must reach the ocean. If I am right, some adelites will be in the Lyran cities. In any case, we must get to the sea as quickly as possible. And he's like, why? Just like, Prince Jake, Jake, you must trust me. We cannot stay on land. We have to reach the water. And he says, okay, I trust you. After looking at him for a long time, which I do appreciate that the trust has been shaken there. Mm-hmm. Just like, one more thing. If at any time it seems the Yerks may catch us, if it seems they might take me alive, you must not let them. You must destroy me yourself rather than let them take me. Promise me. And Jake is horrified. Mm-hmm. Just like, why? It's <laughs> like, because I think I know what is going to happen. And if I am bright, this defeat will become the greatest victory in Andalite history. And that information cannot fall into the hands of the Yerks, no matter the price, no matter what. Cries about my son. Mm-hmm. So they fly, um, they rest, they fly again, taking in the carnage below them, mm-hmm. still smoking a, a wreckage. Uh, there's a, a visual of a, a ground attack ship, and like ground attack ship cra- crumpled into a Yerk ship. They had hit so hard that you couldn't tell where one left off and the other began. And isn't that a fucking neat little analogy right there? Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus. <laughs> um, but they reach the ocean and it's beautiful. And Rachel comments, big ocean, how do we, and trails off. And that's because Rachel has disappeared. Uh, Marco. Hi, Rachel. (laughs) Marco uh, demands, uh, like, what the fuck, what is going on here? Something is happening. What is going on? And Jake is like, Axe, what is this? And Axe is like, fuck if I know. Cassie's breaking down. Uh, because yeah. it's Rachel. Um, yeah. I also like Marco in like some of the other angry because he was afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like one Marco cares about Rachel despite all their weird vibes, but also just like okay, we've just lost our soldier. What now? Mm-hmm. Now what? This is so bad. Yes. Is because his immediate thought is, well, Tobias disappeared while there was you know a whole fuck ton mm. of violence happening. If this happens, that means someone is attacking us therefore we need someone's picking us off one by one right and so he says uh get into the water right now they all dive into the water they debate for half a second what to do like what to morph um cassie is the one who says no be a hammerhead shark they wanted hammerhead sharks here for a reason um so they all morph shark um and uh, we get we some get, good shark descriptions, much more flattering than the last time. Talking about yes. millions of tiny teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then they they swim. They swim through the ocean, um, which is gorgeous. Yes, I, I and I want to see this ocean. I b- before we do that, I just love. But one, they're all swimming and they feel powerful, just like, and would have felt more powerful still, except for one terrible reality. There should have been six of us, and now only four.